We're going to start the DAF here. We're on the mission on the bottom of some of the But before we do this, I'm going to do some bad teaching methodology. And I'm going to, we're going to learn the whole Gemara outside before we start. Okay? And we're just going to go through the Pesukim. It's going to be important anyway. The whole parak is, you know, it's about how far the Nidarim. So we may as well learn the Parshat. In Parak Lamed and Hashem Matot, right, we have the parak of Nidarim. And this is uh, where Hafar Nidarim comes from. So let's just, we'll go through the Pesukim. Um, if you look on the, the sheet that I gave out, you'll see that the Pesukim say, So this is it. Now, Ish. This is the only thing. This one's pretty straightforward. Ish kidor nedel Hashem. So far, whatever he says, he will do. This is the puzzle, basically, until now, that the Gemara Nidarim has been dealing with. There's one puzzle. All the Limudim that we've had, whether it's the Adla Nedar, whether it's Kinoi, whether it's, uh, you know, Nedash Hutar, Miksaso Hutar, Mechlolo, or uh, all these uh, Limudim are, things, are items that have affected the Mesechta until this point. Now the rest of the parsha is what this parak is going to deal with. So now the parsha, I did, we did all the work for you here because I highlighted everything. Was <laughs> to show you that the the parsha, if you break it down into four categories, uh, you'll see that the parsha is addressing different circumstances or situations, and all these deal with a woman. Right? So a woman goes through different stages in her life, at least halachically, um, both from the standpoint of being a katana then being a Naro, then being a Bulgarian, but also from the status of being married, right, to either possibly being not married anymore, right, or for leaving her father's house. So all these impact on the woman's status with regards to Nidarim, and who has the ability to be made fair for Nidarim, who has the ability to nullify her Nidarim. So just as background, right, we've been talking until now until what's called Hataras Nidarim, where the Chacham is Matir the Nether. So what's the difference between Hataras Nidarim and Haqaras Nidarim? Right, so Hataras Nidarim is the Chacham, you go to the Chacham either with a Harata or a Petach, and he undoes the Nether, through that Harata or Petach he undoes the Nether, and that's what we learned from the, pasuk, the first Pasuk here, Lo Yechel Dvaro, that he cannot violate, but Achirim, right, Machlim Bichoro, that they, others can remove the Nether for him. So how do they do that? When the Chacham takes away the nether, he's what's called Oker Minkara. Right? He retroactively undermines the nether. It's as if the nether never existed, never took place. So that it was never, as if the nether was never taken. We had an incident like this where someone makes a tznai, a woman, an individual makes a tznai that he will marry this woman if she has no, no nedarim on her. Right? And it turns out she does have a nether. If she goes ahead and then is matri the nether, then the Tznai is fulfilled because it was as if that she never had taken that nether, as if the nether never existed. Suppose that Haparat Nidarim only works prospectively. That means that the nether is in effect until it's been Mufar, until it's been removed by the person or party that has the ability to be made for the woman's uh, nether. So it's only there forward, prospectively, that the nether is Mufar. So the nether still existed, it exists. It's only Mufar now, now it's removed based on the Hafara of the Baal or the Father, as we'll see. Now that Hafara's Nadarim, you can only do it Yom Shamo, on the day that he hears it, right? Then you have, 
We'll see in the Gemara, it's going to discuss how long he has, but it's the Sukkim call it the Yom Shemo, on the day that he hears it, he has the ability to be made for the nether or make him the nether, or to either to keep, have or keep the nether, or remove or nullify the nether. So that's the, the big differences between Hafaris Nadarim and Hataris. Hataris Nadarim you can do any time, right, once you find a Petah Korata, and once it's done, it's Okir the Nether Mikara. Hafara has a limited duration in which it can be done, it's only in the Biyom Shemo, right, on the day that the husband or the father hears about it. And number two is it's only prospective, that once you have made for the nether, it only goes forward, meaning that it's from that day forward of the hafara that the nether is not in effect. Whereas prior to that point, then the nether was in effect. Again, Afkamino it's for things like tonight or things where nether will make a difference or if the woman violated the nether, right? Which would be, if you're poteaf the nether, then you also somewhat undermine the lack of, um, the lack of uh, keeping or uh, staying with him. You violate. Right, you violate. The, you wouldn't have violated the nether if you had a pet up net because it would technically wasn't in place, right? Whereas if you have a farah, then the woman is still in violation of the nether. And then we can see, we'll see later on, or we keep even suggesting that if she violates the nether even after a farah, she might be in violation, that she might be at Bashemi Slachosh, still may need Slicha, even though it's been Mufar, but she doesn't know about it. Their husband's made for the nether, and she's not aware of it, and then she violates the nether, she may still be in violation of the, of the nether. Once nether is Mufar, can it be... Then uh, can you do hatara on Rostam? In other words, to uh, all right, there is hatara. So we're going to see today there is hatara on kiyum and other, not necessarily on. And once you make for it, there's no, not a lot of reason to be hot yeah. okay. definitely. So there's the tenth. Right. Oh, uh, you need to go do a petach afterwards, right? Possibly. I guess you could do a pesel after it's mufar. But the the mar discusses the point where the husband or the father can be mekayim the nether. They can keep the nether in place by saying it's mekuyam. That they can go to a chacham and ask to be poteach there at Kiyum. Does it, it sounds like um, on the day that the husband and the father hears about the nether, mm-hmm. they have to either be making it or they could be hover. Right. So do they have to take an action? No, the default status is that it's mekuyam. Okay. Right, that's a good point. Right. If they don't say anything, then the nether stands. Right. That's true. But the, the, the reason I said it the other way is because actually today's wire is going to point out that once you're mekayim, it it might affect the ability to be mayfair or may affect the uh, if you do take action, then it might impact. But you're right. The default status is that it is the kuyam. The nether is kuyam. All right. So let's go. We'll look at pasuk dalit. So we're going to read each of these, and you'll say we'll have to define which stage of the woman's life that each of these. Uh, are dealing with. So we're perklamed the pasuk dalit isha. Right, so we know we're talking about a woman, right? Kitidor nedel Hashem asrei sar beveit abiha. So she's in her father's house, bidu ureha, right? In her youth, right? Youth here can only be limited because you're going to take, you can't take nedarim as a katana except for muklo samachul gado, which means one year before, so one 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 year, two years before you're about to mitzvah, so she can't be that old. But let's assume that this woman's a na'ara, and she is in Beit Abiha. So simple, it's a single woman, right, who lives in her father's house. Vishama Abiyat Nidra. Then her father hears about the nether. Vesarash, Abiyah. And her father is silent. So this is what you're asking him. He's silent about it. Then become Kulna the Rabbi Khalisa Arash Asram Lafsha Yakum. So the first question is, why wouldn't they just say, uh, oh, we'll see. Because that's not always the case. Because it has to be in Bevei Tabir. We'll see. Good. With with Bevei Tabir, with the Isha, the Ira, just 
Okay. Oh, why is it to be Isha? Maybe to define who is qualified to make another. I mean, that only an Isha is qualified to make another. Exactly, but it says instead of Isha, it says Naira, Kisidah, another. We know she's during the Naira. And you say, well, then, 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 then when she gets to Bagu, she could make another. No, this is, it continues on. And, you know, well, we don't know. At, at separate stages. But we don't know. The Bulgaria may not be addressed here, so it might be a good point. I don't know. I'm not going <coughs> to. We're not going to do the Diyoka Lashon now. <laughs> but uh, just get the big points. <laughs> Spend more time on it later. Alright, And he does if he's not right, he wants to remove it. he's basically moved forward. Shem will forgive her because her father removed the neder. So here, the basic case seems to be Viveta Reha. She's a single woman, a Nara, in her father's house. Her father has the right to either be Mekayim the nether, or as Jeff was asking, but the default status is he's silent, the nether is Mekuyam, right? Or he has the option to be Mekayim the nether. Right now. He's from the lesson of. What's the lesson of, of uh, Hini? Hini, if he assumes uh, removes, or, uh, you know, that he. Uh, he moves it. Remo- no. Removes it. Or removes it, or uh, um, navanad. Is that navanad with an olive? That's restrained. 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 Restrained her on the day. Right. If he holds her back from being mekayim the neder. Okay. So now we're going to skip. All right. We're going to skip down to pasuk yud. You'll understand why in a minute. But we'll pasuk down to the yud. This one's an obvious pasuk. What this is talking about. It says the neder almano grusha. So, a woman who was married, now is either divorced or widowed. Right? Then there's nobody in the picture. There's no father, there's no husband, because the husband either passed away or she's divorced from him, and the father's no longer relevant because she's been married off. So once she's married off, the father, as we know, is out of the picture. So therefore, an almano grusha is equivalent of what we saw in the beginning of the, the parak here, which is ish. Either another. I mean, she's an independent status. She makes the nether. She's got to keep the nether. So that's also obviously what we're talking about. Now Yudalif. Vein beitisha nedara. Right. So beitisha. What does that mean? That means her. If she's in her husband's house, she's a married woman. She's a married woman. Oh, that's right. Shalom l'shav b'shvua. B'shama isha v'chrishla. Her husband hears about it. Right. Isha here. It was all with the mapikay. It's one of the places where it makes a difference. Isha because means ishshava. Right. Her husband. Right, so be shemai shav and chrishla, and he's silent. Lo ini otai doesn't hold her back. We come upon the derech, because he's searching us around. Nafshay yakum. Then the neder is established. The im haferi haferi otami shav. Right, if her husband then says no, he's made for the neder. Be yom shamo. Right, this is again the term that we use. Be yom shamo the day that he hears it. Komatzas vadel and derech when he signs nafshay lo yakum. Then it will have no validity. The neder that she took will have no validity. Isha haferam b'ashem islafla. Their, her husband removed them or was made for them, nullified them, and therefore Hashem will forgive her. Again, this is Rabbi Akiva, I think Tarshan's over here, why do you need Hashem Yislachla? If he was made for them, there's nothing to talk about. And this is, I thought, the case where she violates Neder, even though he's nullified it, but she doesn't know it's been nullified. Right? Right, any neder that is a isar la not nafish ishayi kimeno ishayi forena. So this defines, and again we'll get into the this later in the parak, what a husband has the right to nullify. Right here, the pasuk is defining it has to be something that is la not nafish, whatever that means. Right, inoy nafish. We've seen the term before, but something that is creates some sort of. Gemara's going to call it something that is between him and her, but some sort of 
problem that it creates in their relationship, some sort of withholding that affects her or her status that the husband will not be happy about, uh, but in some way impacts on him as well. So, the husband has the right to be mekayim or be made for that nether. If he is silent from day to day, again, this will discuss this parak, how, how much time that is. sounds like 24 hours, right? Or does it mean until sunset on that day? Right, we'll see. Because he was silent, therefore all the Ndarim, this is the default again, that if he's silent, it's Mekuyam. Right, if she is, if he hears it, he will carry her sin. Meaning that if he doesn't take care of her, says he does, whatever, it'll be, again, the rest of the pack will discuss this. Right, so now, we've got three cases which are obvious. One is, Number two is an Amman on a Grusha. And the third one is a married woman. Problem is, we have Pasuk Zion. And Pasuk Zion, what's the case here? Right? That's what the, our Gemara is going to deal with today. That's why we're doing this. Because our Gemara today is going to discuss what the Psukim Zion and Chetet are dealing with. What's the case there? We'll read it together and you'll tell me what it is. What does that sound like? She got married. She got married, right? Well, if she got married, then we just do that in Pasuk Yudalif. In Beit Yishah Nadara. Right? Didn't the Psukim already tell us about a married woman? So why is it telling us about a married woman again? A Rusin. Alright. Oh, so you're saying a Rusin. Why would you say a Rusin? The Beit Yishah is Nisuin. Right? That's true. Beit Yishah is Nisuin. But, so you're suggesting that we have two stages. We have a stage which is a Rusin. Right? And we have a stage that is... Nisuin, right? So now what's the din? In the Dereleau, Lipsas Vadash Yisrael Nafshah, the husband will hear about it. If he's silent, become in the Dereleau, then everything that she said will be Mukuyan. The day that the husband hears about it, he withholds her, and here at Nidra Shalau, and Mutas Vadash Yisrael Nafshah, right? So what's the din? The husband can be Mayfred, or he can be Makimit. How's that different than Beiti Shah? Because here the father and the husband. Where do you see father? You see, you see the word. You see the word father in there. No, but it was in the previous psukim. And therefore, because the the transfer of one bias to another hasn't happened yet. She's still in base of Eha. You say you say that the psukim designed to test are like a bridge between. Uh, Dalit and Yudalif. Yeah. Alright, so it's very good. The Gemara is going to create a bridge, but the Gemara does it a different way, which is through the Vav. Right, it says the Vav, right, Vim Hayoti Right, that there is a Vav Achibor here. Right, so that Vav is going to be important because that Vav connects it to the paragraph before. And that's what our Gemara, Gemara is going to do exactly what she did, which is very good. It's a deduct. What is the difference? I mean that if she, it's simply talking about an Arusa, one of the reasons, one of the things we'll see today in the Gemara is Hayoti Yelish. What's Havaya? Havaya is a term that's used by Kiddushim. Right, Kiddushim is what? We make you Shabaya Right, Havaya is a term that's used by Kiddushim, although the Ram points out it's also used by Nisuin, but generally Havaya is a term of Kiddushim. So that would make sense, like Tzvi suggesting that it's Kiddushim. But even if that's true, that it is Kiddushim, why should that be different than Ubeiti Shah, Nisuin? I mean, since the din is exactly the same, why separate them out into two different paragraphs, two different sections in the Sukkim? Right, so there must be a reason that we split it out into the Pesukim. What do you want to suggest? That this is talking about a Nara. Well, we had Nara already. We had Beis Aviha already. 
as the speaker correctly pointed out, in Dalit you have Beisavi, huh? And in Yudalit you have Beitisha, where there, there's a clearly defined location where she is. She's either in her father's house or she's in her husband's house. In Puzzle Zion, we're missing, the point doesn't say this, but I think it's a very good, it's a great point, which is that we're missing a bayit. She's not in a house. And that's what Sabi's point out. There are, she's in two houses. She's somewhere between Beit Aviha and Beit Isha. And because she's between Beit Aviha and Beit Isha, therefore we're going to have a din, a different din by this individual or this woman, right, who is Arusa, right? So she is partly in Beit Aviha, but she's partly in Beit Isha. Now the Pasuk only says that Isha, her husband, has the right to, right, to be made for it. Now, what ha- how do we get her father involved? So there are two possibilities of doing that. One is the Vav, here the Vav Achibor, which says that Vim Hayoli Te'adish. What's that Vav? What's that adding? And so that, in general, the Sukkim speak, it's, I mean, it's not really a fair question. Benedar Amana Gusha, Vim Beit Everything has a Vav. So the Ryan points out that in general, the Vav, when it's used, makes sense when the topic is continuous, when there's a, there's something that's connected between the topics at hand. But if the topics are totally independent in a sense that whatever din was in the previous has no relationship to this one, then maybe there shouldn't be a bub. And that's what the Ron says, that the bub here is different than the other bubs. The other bubs have a reason or a connection to the previous paragraph in some way. This has less of a connection. I can't say it has no connection because it's on the topic, but it's less of a connection, therefore the bub is meaningful here. Right now, you have to ask: Is what? Who has the rights? Does her father have the rights? Her her, hus, her father has the rights. Her husband has the rights. Do they both have rights? Right? Or is it either or or and? And that's the question that we have to deal with. All right now, with that in mind, all right now we can. Right. Oh, because the public explicitly says that her husband has rights. Right. But maybe he only has rights if her father doesn't exercise rights. Right. Maybe that's the possibility. Right. Seems in the public that it's more obvious that her husband definitely has rights. The question marks about her father. I would okay. say it's like a transitional stage, so just be that her father has not yet lost his rights. We already said that the father right. has rights. Very good. That's a half meaning in the Gemara. The half meaning in the Gemara is that the husband will have all the rights, but the father has some additional veto rights. Sorry. Although the Gemara then later on establishes and tries to have him in the other way to suggest that the father has all the rights and the husband just has, you know, veto rights and not that he has full rights like the father. Okay, we'll see this in the, but with that background. The Gemara will go very quickly. Not, uh, it's a very easy Gemara once you have the Sukkim and the issues lined up. Alright, Nara Hamirasa. Abiha Uba'ala Mifirin Nadaral. Right, so Inara Musa, her father and her husband can be Mefir Nidarim. So this is what we just discussed, right? That the Arusa has a possibility that her father and her husband will be Mefir Nidarim. The Gwansin asked me, no one, how do you know that? And that's what the discussion will be about. Hey, about. If the father nullifies it, but the husband does not nullify it. Hey, about. If the husband nullifies it, but not the father, Eno Mufar. Then it's not Mufar, meaning that the Mishnah was stating that you need both to nullify it. Right? And certainly you don't have to say if one of them is Mekayim the Nether, then certainly the Nether is in effect. Now Gemara is going to ask, Hainu Ratio. Right, you just said, what's the requirement? You need a father and a husband. So why do you have to come and tell me that if one of them is not made fair, that it doesn't work? I mean, that's what you just said. You're repeating the same thing over again. So Gemara says, I would have thought, If you simply in the mission had written, it sounds like either one has the option to be made fair. How do I know that they both need to be made fair? The next two lines in the Mishnah. 
right? Which are hefer ab lohefer abal, hefer abal lohefer ab. That teaches that they need both in order to be mufar. That's first. Next one. The answer of Lamarshi kayim echad mehem. Right? This is the hardest piece of today's daf. Right? And we don't have to say that they're mekayimit. Lamali the mitnam. All right. Yes, the answer is right. If you're mekayim the neder, right, then it doesn't work. But that's obvious. If you both have to be made for it, if one of them is Mekayimit, then he's not made for it. So by definition, it's obviously not going to work. So what do you have to teach me? Like, what's Eintarach Zu, Lomar Zu? You know, what's the benefit of saying such a... If you're saying it goes without saying it, then why are you saying it? Exactly. Very good. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Hefer Zeh below Zeh, below Kulum. So Hashda, Yesh Lomar Hefer Zeh below Zeh, below Kulum. If one of them doesn't have far without the other one, then it's nothing. Kim Echad Mehem, Lomali. What do you have to tell me this is? So Mar said, Sirich Lomidneh. One of them nullified it, and the other one was Mekayimit. He went back, and he was going to get a petak l'neder. In that his kiyom neder is equivalent to a neder of sorts. And he goes back to the chacham, and he gets the mater his neder. Right there, the Gemara says, What would I think? That which this one established, the other one undid. They both have to be made for at the same time. What that piece of Gemara just said, I don't know, right? Because it's very unclear what I just read. I read the words, but what it means is very difficult. Because what it, it, the Gemara has a case, which is pretty straightforward, is one of them was Mayfair, the father of the husband was Mayfair, the other party was Mikhail the Nether. Then he goes back and gets Hataras the Darbim for his, right, for his Kiyum Haneder. Then what happens? Right, so what's the Hava meaning of the Gemara? And what is the Gemara's conclusion that you need Mayfair? So it turns out it's a massive, machog, big, big Machos we've shown him. Between the Ramban and the Rambam, what it means over here, what happens over here. So there are two possibilities how to read the Gemara. One possibility is that once I'm a Poteach the Nether, once I undo the Nether, then it's as if the, well, the status is, re- is returned to the original status, and I just need them to be Mayfair again. Because that's what the Gemara, Gemara says. I thought might okay one this was Mekayim, the other one was Oker. That they need to be made for at the same time. And since there was a kiyom in between, that kiyom eliminated the first hafara of the other party. And now you need them both to come back and be made fair again. That's basically the means what would you think? There's a tie. Right. That's what it means. Right. That's what this interpretation Yeah. Means. Basically, or my de ha'akre, or that which the other one did, the hafar that he did, ha'akre, he undid, yeah. and then he will never be able to be made for again. No, that he didn't take his right to be made for the neder. He does now, they just have to do it again. Okay, that's, that's the interpretation of the uh, Ramban. And that seems to be, to me, the easier way to read the Gemara. If you look in the Ran, look at the Ran, two, four, five, six lines up. This is Lines up in the narrow lines. Six lines up in the narrow lines. From the bottom of the narrow lines. It's Klomar. You see the word Klomar? Klomar. Mm-hmm. There can't be anything in between the two hafaro that would stop the hafaro. Right? So, Kagon, Hakam. Right? That's the Kagon, Kagon, the high. That's exactly. Being the kind of the nether ruins the other hafaro. Came into how shot the labbar hafaro who, a few hak hafaro kamaisa, the idach patelola. Since now, by the moment, even though when you're matured later on, your kium goes away, since at this moment, the kium basically eliminates the ability to be made for the nether, because once one of them is Mekayim the nether, then it's basically done, because you can't be made for the nether. It's as if everybody falls away. It's called dikli. Right? We had this by Karabanas. Once you're Medaka, once you lose the ability to do it, it's as if everything is gone. 
But the everything's gone. Now they both have to come back and make a have to nullify again. So basically that's what the Gemara says, that your original your Kiyom eliminated the original Hafara. You would thought it would originally it eliminated it entirely, meaning that he'll never have the ability to say it again. Kamashvala, know that you can be Mayfair that you can be Mayfair together again after you have a Sha'ila on the on the Kiyum. So that's the Ramban. That's the way the Ramban learns our Gemara. You see, in Doki, my Doki, uh, Akre is referring to the original Hafar of the yeah, other but, party. But two different people. In other words, that one, which, which one? Yeah. But uh, he was open. One was Mekayim, the other one was Mekayim. Right. So that the party that was Mekayim okay, was Okir, the one who was Mekayim. Basically, that's what Gmar says. I would have thought he was Okir at the Gamre. And Gmar says, no, Kamashman, they can come back and be Mekayim together. So the Ramban reads it. I think it's an easier way to read the Gemara. But we all, of course, have the mighty Rambam who thinks otherwise. All right? So if you skip down, like, just two lines, it says, Chaim Das Ramban Zal, Aval, Medivrei Rambam Zal, Nira, Dechol, Shechala Hakama, Ben Afara, Dechada, Dechad, Lafara, Deidach. Anytime you have a Hakama that interrupts between the two Hafaros, Deidach, Shuv, Enan, Yecholun, Nahaper. You can no longer do Hafara. Right? Omiyub. When you say Badaka, it doesn't mean literally at the same moment, but what does it mean at the same moment? Kamashmalan, that you have to. So his conclusion is the exact opposite of the Ramban's conclusion. But it says Kamashmalan in the Gemara, that that means that they both have to be in a position to do a fara where there's no interruption in between. You only get one chance at nullifying. And once you use up your chance, it's done. So here, when the one party, say the father was matered, and then the husband went ahead and was mekayimit, the kiyum of the husband ruined the hafara of the father, but he already used up his chance to be matered. Now the husband wants to come be matered, he can't get the father on board anymore because the father used up his chance already. Kamash Malani has to be a batacha. You can't have anything. This is a much more similar to what's called dikhli in Karbanos. In Karbanos, when, you are, when there's a problem with the carbon at any point in time, you call it dikhli. The carbon was no longer roi to be on the mizbeach. Once it's dikhli, it can't come back and then be roi the mizbeach. So once something is nitche from being valid, then it's as if it's gone. It's as if it disappeared and there's no way to get it back. So that's what the Kamash Malon is. According to the Rambam, the Kamash Malon is Shayam Bavadachas. They both have to be parties that are able to be Mayfair and Mayfair at the same time. Once I have a come in between, I've ruined the Hafara of the Father and he can no longer get that back in order to put them together again, to put the two Hafaras together. What does Bavadachas mean? Does it mean actually assuming that he was a Mayfair? Oh, excellent. Does it mean Yeah, so that's a good excellent question. Yes, he says over here, he says maybe it's a shocker because there are these segments. Right, so that's the rest of the Rambam. The Rambam and the Rambam are saying that it's not literally together. Okay, that it means locked up, but to get together just means that you don't have an interruption. by a hakama in between. Finding it uninterrupted by hey, by maybe. But does that mean, I mean, same day? As long as, as long as one of them is not made here, right? So there's no interruption. No, I'm right. no, no, sorry. That is correct. Okay, but that's fine. But but what does that mean, though? That only in Biyom Shemal. They only have the ability to do it in the day they're here. Not that day, but if the father and the husband here are better on two different days. 
Right? There's a possibility that one could be made for today and one could be made for a week from now. I mean, it, 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 they, the Hafar and Kiyum are only meaningful when they hear about it. So okay, so that, that's according to the Ram. Yeah, now the Rosh says that it literally has to be... So according to the Ram... Not Salafim, but within... Let me just finish with that. The Rosh says, if you just say over here, he says, Kolomar Shloyev Sek Sha'ab Ben Habez Hafarot. It doesn't literally have to be back-to-back, but it has to be pretty proximate. That's what his, his idea is that it has to be within the hour. I mean, like, close together, not just spread out over the day. The Rosh takes it much more literally that it has to be in a close proximity of time, whereas Ram says it's not meaningful. The whole idea of is to come to exclude the time, not time, real time, but the ability, something in between that's interrupting the Havara. There's a more like, like each of their initial reaction reaction is meaningful. Right? Right. 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 Uh, uh, Akra means what this person was Mikayim, he is now being ogred and turning it into a hafara, which would be valid to join with the hafara of the other party to cause a hafara. Yes, is the conclusion of the Ramban. That's exactly right. The conclusion of the Ramban is exactly that. That Badakas means that you ruined the first hafara, you just need to do it again. The Havmin according to the Ramban is exactly what you're saying. That the Kiyom is open to the original hafara, and that gives him another chance to make a hafara. No, I would say that the, the, the Havmin is not that. I would say the Havmin is that, that his, his Kiyom is now turned into a hafara. Because what is it? My deuki ha, my deuki ha, I pray. In other words, you might say that that that, that now by going and be mashal on that, now you're turning that into a hafara, which means that there is a juxtaposition that we required. Right. It's no longer considered. There's not. There's now nothing in between. Very two. And even though the first guy's, uh, uh, even though the first guy was Mayfair and he can't use that opportunity again, it's okay. Because if you not join this later thing together with the earlier thing, are you going to work yeah. out? I think that's a good possibility. Yeah, it's a good happening. No one says that. Yeah. No, I, I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll tell you why I didn't say that. But I think it's, I, it might be the right way to read it. I think the question is because the Rashba asked this question on the Rama. The Rama he challenges the Rama's position from exactly what you think the Habanina is in the Gemara. Right. So if that's what the Rambam was addressing, I'm not sure, but I think I like it better. I like the way you're reading it much better. So Mazuki Ha Akre, he whatever he did, the key he did already is now gone. If it's gone, then you really have the Vajakas, because they're both far. The Bar's Kashlan that once you have a deep in between, once you have a key in between, it ruins it. I like the way he's reading it a lot. Right? I, the possibility that I gave was that Mazuki Ha, that when he did the Kiyom, he erased the original Afara. So then he can come here and they can both be made through again. Mashallah, no, that if you have an interruption in between, then he's lost his chance to do it. I think either way is valid. I like Svi's way to read it a lot better. The reason I didn't read it that way is because the Rashba asks on the Rambam. Exactly what Svi is saying is the Havmi of the Gemara. Don't we know? Didn't we just say, what's the difference between Hafara and Hatara? Hatara is that you're Oker Mi'ikaro. You eliminate it as if it wasn't there. So when he does the Kiyom and Eder, where does he go? He gets a Shalas Chacham. He goes at Hatara Sinagarim on the Kiyom. So it should be as if the Kiyom never existed. If the Kiyom never existed, then why does the Ramam's conclusion that they can't put the Hafara together? It should be gone. It's if, it should be as if it was erased. Basically, that's what the Rashba asks, and he challenges the Rambam's position there. Rashba, the Talmud of the Ramban, basically, you know, he goes with the interpretation of the Ramban, but his challenge to the Rambam is exactly what you're saying that we come in, is that the Kiris Neder, right, the Hakaris Medarim, or the Kiris Neder, eliminates it. If it's eliminated, then why do we have a problem at all? The Ran says he doesn't feel that's a problem. The Ran is, he answers up, uh, 
you see here, the D look lap Christian clouds. Two, four lines, four lines up from the widest lines. Four lines up from the widest lines. So that's the question. The Rashi says, "Uladi lap kushihi." See in the middle of that line, "Uladi lap kushihi." Klal to kiddushin mitokshu ma'ase gamor. He says by kiddushin again. That was the question I gave you earlier. When you have kiddushin and she has a tonight that she has no dedarim on her, and there they go and they're okay in the dedarim. It's as if she has no dedarim on her. So I said there it's a ma'ase gamor. Apikot the Even though as long as she's not matcher in the dedarim, kiddushin doesn't take effect because she has no dedarim on her. Kihetira amira deigle milsa dimikara chayle. We have a retroactively. We see that the master kedushin happened. About how far the chad mahani kalsalot fei to abin shal labi dehu. Right. So the, when one of them does a hafara, that action is not a full action. Why not? Because hafara snidarim. Sorry, hafara snidarim cannot work by itself. You always need the other party to work with you, and therefore your action is not a full action. It's kind of like a half action that you're doing over here. Ela bitzirufa deida. Only with the combination of the other party do you have such an action. We had a similar case by Yibum, right? By uh, in, in Yibumos, the idea of mamar, right? By mamar, a mamar for mamar, or the idea of what, how how can the mamar affect the other individuals? So if you have two people who do mamar, since the mamar is not a full kedushin, therefore when another person makes a mamar, right, he's able to affect maybe the other party, or if he gives a get, he's able to affect the mamar of the other individual. I think there was machlos Rabbi I think Rabbi Yosi and the Chamim there, whether there was a mamar for mamar, that there was a mission in there, and that's exactly what I says that. Since you have a weakened power to do something, your action is then left open for others to affect it. Right? By Kedushin, you do it full. You, may, you had a, a Maisha Kedushin. There's a Tanai, there's a condition, you might Kedushin, but your action is a full action of Kedushin. Just the conditions need to be fulfilled. By Hafara, you can't say that. Even if you were to be maker and the other party did nothing, your Hafara is not a full action because you still require the Hafara of the other party. So you've never done a full action. And says what the Ran says is the difference here. You need the other party. And they don't work unless they're in that one point in time. If he did hafara and then he dies and the other party had any time to do it, it doesn't work. His death removes his hafara. So therefore, anytime he is making it, came and died. It's as if it erases it. See what the Ran says? The Ran says, not like that you have a farah, and then he does his kiyom and neder. And the kiyom and neder says, basically, the farah is not good, but it's still there, but it's not good. If you remove the kiyom, the farah will come back. He says, no, when you do the kiyom and neder, and the other party does the kiyom and neder, it's as if you erase the original farah. Because the original farah was not a full action in and of itself, because it couldn't stand by itself. Since it can't, it's like a, you know, it's a feather, it could be blown away. Whereas by Kedushin, the action he took is a full-fledged Maisa action. It just has a condition in it. Here, Afara is not, you did a full-fledged Afara, it just has a condition, you need the other party. It's as if you never did an action. Because your action is only meaningful together with the other party. And therefore, when the other party comes on and does a Kiyom, he erased your Afara. It's as if it doesn't exist anymore. So by that, by that line of reasoning, if the first party who hears about it is Mekayim it, right. and then changes his mind, and goes and... and, and oh, that's maybe, yeah, that should work, right. That it should work, right. There's, no, there's nothing between his Hathara and right. the other one. Very good, that's good enough, right. yeah, that's correct. That's right, exactly. That if they both were made for after the Hathara's Nadarim, it should be fine, if they didn't do it before. Very good.
Alright, now we get to the Gemara. Minolan, Naramusa, Abiyo, Bala, Mifrin, Yadaya. Minolan, how do we know this? Amarava, Amarkra, Vim, Hayotia, the Ish, Unindare, Aless. If you see on the sheets, right, that's Pasuk Zion, which we define to be a Meurasa, right, an Aramurasa. Right, so Abiyo, Bala, Mifrin, Yadaya. Aim, a high crop, and it's so active. Let's say that Pasuk Zion that we looked at, say that's talking about a Nesua. Gemara says, Ibnisum, Tib. We already have the other pesukim. So we looked at pesukim Yidal in Beit Isha. Right? If you have in Beit Isha in the Dara, right, we know already about a Nisua. So this can't be talking about a Nisua. Ema Tarvayu Nisua. This is what I was suggesting. So you say both of them are talking about Nisua. The Chitim and Trey Kriv Nisua lovely the Meimar. Why would you need two paragraphs to talk about Nisua? One in Hayotei Elish and one in Beit Isha. So teach you lovely the Meimar. She ain't a bal mefer bekotvin. To teach you that a husband cannot be made from the dark that transpired prior to his marrying the woman. If she took a nether prior to his getting married, that he will not have the the bail. He we will not he will not have the ability to be made for the nether. Why says the Labramelish might mean Why do you need two paragraphs to tell you that? You could have known that by itself. Why? Because if you if you can um, I'm sorry, if you can uh, be Mayfair the Nadara, then the fact is that the husband can only be Mayfair Nadarim by himself. I'm sorry, if by Nisua, the husband can be Mayfair Nadarim all by himself, that means that he, that nobody had, he doesn't have a relationship with the Nadarim that took place prior to his getting married. So you would have known it anyway. Meaning that it says the MBT Shah Nadara. If she takes another when she is married. It also says the M Shamo. What? Yeah, but Biom Shamo is because when the relationship that exists. Right, right. You're saying that Biom Shamo can mean even beforehand. But they're saying that But it says in Shah Nadara. It says clearly that she took another when she's Nisuin and the fact the Gemara says the fact that a husband alone could be made for it suggests, this is the Gemara's suggestion, that means that it can only be when he had a relationship. You can't be made for another for somewhere you didn't have a relationship. To give the husband access in the Durham prior to their married, you need the father involved, because the father had a relationship at that point in time. So Gemara says, Mamela, you know the fact that only the husband is made for the Durham, by definition, you can't be made for those that are prior, because he didn't have a relationship when those Durham were taking place. You know, the Lord of the Lord that's going to be the answer. That's, going to, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. The Gemara is going to differentiate between Aram Ruasa and Nisuin. In Nisuin, the husband has no right to be made for things that took place prior to Nisuin because he alone has the right. And number two, it's Beit Yishan Adara. The Shoal pointing out when it comes to Aram Ruasa, it's Im Hayotziel Ish. And the Nadarim already on her. Since the father is Mayfair with him, they jointly can do it. Therefore, he has rights or the ability to affect Nadarim that were prior to their engagement, prior to their Eirusin. That's exactly what they show us to be the conclusion of the Gemara. So what you're pointing out is actually the conclusion of the Gemara. You can't say that the puzzle of Zion is coming to Suin because it says, Im Yalish. Right? And Havaya, as you pointed out, is Allah shown Kidushin. So Gemara says, now let's get to other possibilities. Ema av le chudei meifar. 
let's say that the father himself, only by an arusa, only the father can be mefer de nidarim, by an ara murasa. Although, it's very hard to say this, because the Apostle says, v'shamah yishah v'yom shamo, and then shamo yishah. It says openly that the Apostle of the Father says it. But the Gemara is going to knock it off slowly, one by one, even though from the Pesukim in the cells, he probably could have knocked it off. It says, the Gemara says, well, in Cain, if it's the Father alone who can do it, then what are you going to do with Pesuk Dalit? It says there, v'asra yishar b'veit aviyah yen Right, so there, when it's in her father's house, he can remove it. Why do you need to tell me about a single Nara, Nara Bebeis Aviyah, that he can be made for it? Just tell me about a Nara Murasa, that her father can be made for it. His father can be made for it by himself when she's Nara Murasa. Certainly when she's single, he has the ability to remove it. The fact that the Apostle only talks about Beit Aviyah when she's single, suggests that when she's already a Rusa, that he does not have that right. Now the Gemara says, right, when she's engaged, the father can do it alone. You got to tell me when she's a single. So the Gemara says, all right, right, let's suggest that the possibility that the husband can do it alone. To me, this is the most logical explanation because the Pasuk only talks about Isha, only talks about the husband. Right, so maybe the husband alone should be able to be made for the nether. So if the husband's made fair, then done, we're over with. The father, right, can also be made fair, but the father can only be made fair with the joint, right, joint ability of the husband. And the father cannot alone be made fair, but he can be made fair together with the husband. So you say to me, what's the difference then? In the end, it's just the father is how far, I mean, the husband's how far that matters. Because in the end, either he does it alone, or he has to do it with the father. But if the father doesn't do it, he can do it alone, so what's the difference? The difference is that the father's Mekayim it. If the father's Mekayim it, then he can wreck it for the husband, and the husband will not be able to be made for it. So that'll be the, not to me here. So that, to me, in the Pesukim, this means actually the easiest. Which is, And then it says in the Pesukim, Oh, Pesukim Zion, talking about husband being able to be made for the nether. Sounds like the husband is the one who has the rights. Ah, what are you going to do with the fact that this is either a repetition? The father, it sounds like, even as Shaul pointed out, sounds like, something from previous. Yes, you're right, the father has some residual rights in the woman, but he doesn't have full rights. The husband has full rights, the father has residual rights. That's, why don't we say that? Why don't we say that the husband's the ikar, and the father has some small or residual rights in his daughter. So that's the Gemara's happening. Um, what is it? So I just asked the question, what's the father's point? If the husband in the end is needed to be made in the what does the father have anything to do with it? If he is making the nether, then it works. I mean, that's what we just pointed out. So the Gemara says, in Cain, Right, so that Gemara says, then why did you write about a married woman? If in Narab Murasa, the husband already has full rights in her. Right? He basically has full rights. The father has some residual rights. It's clear once he's married that the husband will have all rights. And the father obviously has no more rights here. Why do you have to write the whole paragraph in Pasuket Aleph? That is, a Beit Isha. Why do you have to write a Bindisu in at all? So the Maikot of La Kavachomer, Umama, Kum of Orus Mefer Lekudai, in a place where the father still has residual rights. By Narusa, the, the husband can do it alone. Shlobim Okum Av. In a case where it's when she's Nisu, and where it's clear the father is totally out of the picture, then Mibaya, you would have to tell me that the husband has unique rights there? Of course he has unique rights there. So Mar says, Ema Beit Isha, Nadar Lomar, Shaina Bel Mefer Bekodmin. Right? Uh, that's what it comes to teach you, that Beit Shah comes to teach you not that by Nisuin that he has his own rights, but to teach you that the husband has no rights in previous Nidorim once he's married, once he has full Nisuin. So Mar says, well, if that's the case, Umine. And from that you can learn out what? 
Aros Mayfair be Kodwin, right? And from that you can learn out that an Aros is Mayfair in Kodwin. If the Aros does have the ability to be Mayfair in the previous. And that's the Gemara's Kodwinus. Elalab Mishom Shutfute Da'ab. So that's the answer. The Gemara's answer, it sounds like a question, but the Gemara's answer is, so what we suggested, what the last suggestion was that we're talking about a case of Arusa. The husband has sole rights and the father has some residual rights there. And the Gemara says, oh, if that's the case, what do you need the whole paragraph in the Beit Shah for, the marriage paragraph in Yudalif? That comes to teach us that a husband, once Nisuin is there, he has no rights anymore. The Gemara says, well, if you say that, what's implicit in that? When he's in Arusa, right, that, when she's in Arusa, then he does have rights in Kodman. Ah, so the Gemara says, if he has rights in Kodman, how did he get those rights? He only showed up in the picture. His relationship with this woman just started at the moment of Arusin. How does he have rights to the previous Nidarim that were made beforehand? must be that her father is involved. And that's the Gemara's conclusion. The Gemara's conclusion is it must be Mishum Shudfuteta'ab. must be because of the relationship of the father. And that's how the Gemara concludes that it must be that they're on equal footing. What, what's the conclusion? One is that Pesach Zion, we don't know what it's referring to. Is it referring to a Arusa and only the father rights? Is it Arusa that only the husband has rights? The Gemara rejects that because of the two other paragraphs, right? The paragraph Dalai which says the father has rights when she's single and the married rights in Yudalif which the husband has sole rights then. So it can't we don't need you to teach us about either one of them having sole rights by Narusa because then the other paragraph is unnecessary. Right, it was unnecessary relevant. So it must be that they have some sort of joint rights. The Gemara suggested maybe they have joint rights in the fact that the husband has full rights and the father has some, you know, residual rights. So Gemara rejects it and says, well, if you have two paragraphs about suing like that, what does that imply? It implies that the second paragraph you wrote it because the husband has no rights in codement. That means that in Arusa case, that he does have rights in Kodman. If he has rights in Kodman, the only way he can have rights in previous Nidarim is if the father is involved. If the father is involved, then that's exactly the conclusion. So what you're saying when he has complete jurisdiction, he has, he has rights, rights. Right. And unless there's something in the other scenario that, that enhances. Exactly. And it enhances his ability to touch the Kodman, and that is his father's involvement in the Nidarim. All right, so now we'll, we'll stop here. I'll just point out the last line in the, in, in, it's the last line in our, in the sheets that I gave you today. It says, Eloh Kukimah Shetzivah Shemit Moshe, Ben Ishli Ishto, Ben Av Libito, Ben Nureha, Ben Tabiha. Right? These are the rules of a husband to a wife, and a father to a daughter. Right? So that's the concluding Pasuk. So that concluding Pasuk is going to be used tomorrow by Tanah Debei Rabbi Shemel to say that's how we know that the father and the husband have joint rights. Why? Because in the Pasuk here, there's some sort of hekish. They draw a parallel between Av and Vito and husband and wife. So what's the point of that Hekish? That teaches you right, that Narumurasa, they have some, there's a place where they have joint rights. Well, yeah, we'll get to it tomorrow because you don't have the sheets tomorrow, but that's where we'll start tomorrow. Alright, so we'll stop, stop here. Excuse me, it says maybe you should go first.